there, film fans. I just clipped my microphone. Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right, and to avoid lazy negativity, we have decided to make this here episode a drinking game. Just this one. Yep. Anytime you hear us say anything negative about a film, each other, our guests, you're going to hear this sound. That sound means that we have to take a drink, and we hope you at home drink along with us. So, pour yourselves a glass and let's feed the goats together. Let's ah! feed the goats together. You will, yeah. It's, it's not a euphemism, people. It's not a uh-huh. euphemism. Already Guys, we have a guest. Around. We have a guest, and I'm so excited to have him back because he was with us before. You may have heard him once uh, on the the Secrets of Dumbledore. What was the name of that Harry Potter? Was that the... Was I that already the, forgot. I know. That uh, yeah, was that. The, it was that episode. It was that. It movie should be the last time we see Dumbledore. About. The bad fashion of Dundle, Dumbledore. We are excited to have him back. Um, he is the lead editor on the hit show, Mandalorian. <laughs> we have. Oh, come on. So He's the buzzing. show creator. No, I was buzzing the Dave for before. No, we love show creator. Fucking. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep going. He is the owner, the CEO of Lucas Films, Disney International. You may have heard of him before. My friend Christopher Hurt. I am all of those things. Hello, everyone. He has all of those things. He owns Twitter. He's all right. Chris works on Mandalorian. We had him here before. He's an assistant editor. We're so happy to have him back. He is a filmmaker, film lover at heart. One of my good friends here in Los Angeles. He has not met Jeff yet outside of just the little hello they had there. Dave and Chris and I hosted that show without Jeff last time. So we're happy to have all four of us here today. Chris, welcome back. What's up, man? It is lovely to be back. I'm happy I could be back. And I'm happy I could be back for a Taika Waititi movie because... Taika, yes, dude. I love him. I just do. It's kind of hard not to be charmed by by the, uh, the skills of Mr. Waititi. I'm excited to hear if everybody agrees um yeah jeff what's up dude chris what what's your favorite what's your favorite taika ytt film Ooh, that's a good question i would probably go with hunt for the wilder people mm. but i really 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 love what we do in the shadows it's for <laughs> yeah. me just such a such a fun hour and a half <laughs> did yeah. you go into the tv show too after the film uh, yeah it's pretty good um some of it's actually great i think um but just the just I don't know the pacing and the characters, just every, everything just a little snappier in the, in the movie. Yeah, it, it's snappier yeah. than the movie. No, it's snappier in the movie. My, my favorite, uh, I well, think, I my mean, favorite, yeah, my favorite quote out of the the publicity of that movie is when they ask him about this the script, and he's like, "Yeah, well, we had one. Nobody saw it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've started watching the TV show. I'm not too far into it, but I love it, and I just love that it's in Staten Island. Because, like, what a perfect. Yeah. If if I were a vampire, just go to Staten Island. Actually, if I found out that set that vampires were real, and they were like, "But they're only in Staten Island," I'd be like, you know, that's good. good. I'll go get them. <laughs> one of the, one of the guys I work with and. And he listens to this show, so he's going to hear this. Uh, is the spitting image of one of the vampires uh, nice. to the point where if he doesn't do it for nice. Halloween, I'm kicking him in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, has he really oh, not man. done it yet already? No, Come on, you no. know, right? All right, well, he's All getting right, called well, out. Chris, Let's welcome do it. to the show. We're so happy to have you. Uh, John, 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 shout out people out really quick. All right, we have a beer sponsor, Carlos Barozzo. You can find the handle in the show notes on Instagram at cbarozzo.beer. We also have a musician who makes all of our music. He is brilliant. He is the one, the only, the myth, the legend. Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. Follow the show notes to find the link to, uh, right now, it's still the SoundCloud, but there is, a, I think, a Bandcamp link. 
And very soon, very soon, I know I've been saying this for a while, he's going to be launching everything on all the usual platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all that shit. So stay tuned and try to support that. All that music is available for free. All right. Music. Love it. Michael Giacchino. Thor. He, he did that. Well, Michael Giacchino like shared a score credit on this. I, know, like, I thought this that was like, interesting. He's like what themes by original theme. Yeah. Anyway, it was like but themes yeah, by. Yeah. So I guess Nami, 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 Melumon. Who did you, you share it with? Guns and Roses. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many needle drops. <laughs> Nami, Malumon, Nami, coming at, come at me, Nami. Sorry, person. <laughs> I should have uh, figured out how to say your name before we mentioned you. But um, good job. You wrote some good music. It is I love how we lead it's with warm. the score. We lead with the score. People were talking about <laughs> Thor Love in Thunder or Thor Ragnarok Part 2, If It Were the Princess Bride. That is what we are talking about here today. This movie made $144 million in its opening weekend. So West Side Story made $10 million. This made 144 Everything that we know and love is dead. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it has... <laughs> <laughs> This movie has everything. It has God orgies. It has female PhDs talking like their children. Again, in another Marvel movie. It has everything you can possibly want. Oh, God, yeah. What else could you want? It has gods It has gods talking about orgies, but not showing us the God orgies. I mean, it's like, it's exactly what you want in a, in a film. It has bringing the band together. Did you hear that this movie almost had Jeff Goldblum back? And it almost had Peter Dinklage. And they said, nah. Wow. It's true. Yeah, I didn't hear they that. Cut, they shot scenes and they cut them. That crazy? A four-hour cut, apparently. Four-hour cut. Yeah. And apparently they Whoa, said there's dude. not going to be a director's cut anytime soon. Anyway, this is critics were not as hot on this as they were on Thor Ragnarok. I wonder why. We'll talk about it. This is directed by Taika Waititi, written by Taika Waititi, <laughs> and Jennifer Caitlin Robinson, based on the Marvel comics by Stan Lee. The stars Chris Hemsworth. Natalie Portman is back as Jane. Fo- what are you laughing at? I'm doing the fucking setup, man. Like, Just to clarify, his last name is not the letters Y T T. I know. It I is, said it, it weird. Is. I said yeah, it weird. Just, I know it. He's a Star okay. Wars walker in his spare time. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, if you li- if you read any yeah. review, Christian Bale steals this movie and makes Thor just need to go into obscurity. Every single review loved Christian Bale as their favorite part of the movie by far. Tessa Thompson oh. is back as King Valkyrie. Taika Waititi as a great. Did I say that right? I don't care. Go find yourself. Um, he's back as the voice of Korg. There's a cameo that I'm not going to spoil because I thought it was fun that I didn't know, but it is a very famous actor who's gained a lot of weight in the past 10 years who has a Greek accent. Good for him. Jamie Alexander. I guess. And sure. The Guardians sure was, I guess it was Greek. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess. Either, either way, it was slightly stereotypically racist. I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what the fuck it was. Guardians of the Galaxy are back. A, a bunch of other nice cameos. Some that you saw in Ragnarok. Most, most and, of them. And I'm gonna, that's something I'm going to bring up later as well. Okay. I've a or two as Okay, so we have here's the pitch: Thor, Love and Thunder. It's a tight 158, which I I would have appreciated. On another film. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and. Fuck, man. I'm in the middle of the. I'm in the middle of the fire. You said it. You can't just throw that shit out there and launch into a a spiel. Oh, God. This is good. This is the IMDb pitch. Straight PG 13. Thor enlists. It's $303 million worldwide in the opening weekend. This thing's going to cook. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie. Korg and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher who butchered one god in this movie 
who intends to make the gods extinct. Did, who wants did, did to you, take it? Did you not get was your city bike stuck? Did you miss the other four or five gods? There's so many gods he killed. There were a few. Well, we didn't a, see him a, kill. There's a montage. The, uh, we didn't. Okay. See. Yeah. No, there was not a montage, they, right? They, they, no, it was. They just cut between all the different gods dead. They directly. Yeah, we, he showed like them dead. He, it was the David yeah. Fincher Seven approach, not showing well, saw, the actual murders. I saw the true. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. the Truman Show like TV screen montage. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then they refer to a few of them specifically by name that he's killed. All right, so let's so let's so let's 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 get there. Let's what were get your there. initial? Let's, uh, so we're gonna yeah. What were our initial thoughts? Let's just fucking go for it. <laughs> Jeff, it Jeff I have it. I have a hunch that we know how you feel about it. Dave, what did you think? Dave, when did you see it? By the way, you saw it earliest. You saw Dave uh, had a Saturday. shitty viewing experience too. Yeah, I, I had one of those guys uh, sitting next to me um, in the disabled seat. I might add, not disabled. Um, and he was what an asshole. You know what, I don't motherfucker? Know. That's for yeah, that right? guy, Davis. I'm not sure for you saw you. this on Friday night. It sold out. They say when you buy the tickets that you could get bumped if you need to. You could technically buy them. But yes, I, he's still I, an asshole. No, I saw this Saturday. Um, I guess the theater was kind of full. But he was like talking to himself during the movie as if I was his friend or something. Like, what was he talking was about? Get, just, just things that were, oh yeah, let's, like, let's go. He was talking to the screen, essentially. Oh. Uh, then he started like dropping lines that he thought were coming next. I don't know whether he'd actually seen it before and knew what was coming and started saying lines. What was and the accuracy just, percentage on this? Yeah, what was About 85, rate? he was pretty good. That's oh. pretty good. Yeah, which made me think he'd seen it once. What is that? Great for the writers. What is that? I mean, for the crazy movie. person next to death. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why, yeah. I think that's why he lived because he was like 85% <laughs> accurate. But uh, he was having a great time. But it's just like, shut the fuck up. At the cost of everybody else around him yeah. not having a great time. Yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. Uh, all right, so in spite of that, what did you think? I had fun. Um, I, I'm i trying to figure out because like we're, with, we're in phase four now and so far phase four has been, you know, a miss and a miss. Can, and I, a can you clarify for and, me yeah, when that began? Four, I guess. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I just said what movie phase began four? phase four? Like- Spider-Man, I think. <laughs> This this so, recent one, yeah. One okay, one division okay, okay. kind of kicked it off, and then it went through Spider Man through, like okay. everything else. Thank you. Um, so like Spider Man was great. There's no no qualms there at all. I I love that. We know I love that. I'm on record as saying I love that. Doctor Strange. I'm on record as saying I did not. Um, this one, it almost got there, but I I just I just kind of wanted more, and I'm like, why am I? I walked out and I'm like, I sat there and had a real hard think. I'm like, why am I so dissatisfied with like these films all of a sudden? Like, cause I used to love these. I'd go and I'd watch it and there's big explosions and fucking fun and stuff. And I realized it's you fucking guys. No. We ruined, we ruined Marvel for you. No. Look at this shit I've seen in the last couple of weeks. I've gone and seen like, you know, golf movies and fucking crimes you of the future. You love that golf movie. You love crimes of the future. All of these things with these amazing fucking writing and plot. And yeah. it's, it's made me expect shit and it's not Damn there. Damn it, you've seen good plot. Fuck! You, you, well, ruined you, to... you ruined Marvel. You ruined Marvel, you fucks. Yes! 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 Oh my god, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> that is... Oh, <laughs> Fucking golf Excellent. movies ruined yeah, Marvel. Good, good. <laughs> Never did we think that that would be Marvel's undoing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did have fun. Oh, um, you know what, man? Uh, I did have fun, but again, yeah, I, <laughs> so I, just, I was kind of left expecting a little bit more. Although there, there is, there are some fucking great moments in this that I really enjoyed. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah, absolutely, it just did not no Mark Rylance in sight. No, yeah, we have seen a 
a handful of really excellent movies. I would love, um, I would love to see the pitch meeting where they try to pitch Mark Rylance and he's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. I think I feel the same way. Um, I don't want to sound like a fucking broken record on this podcast. I, I, the whole thing about how every time we watch these, I keep saying I didn't really mind because I don't care that much anymore. I think I'm in the same camp as you, Dave. It's um, It kind of stood alone for me in an unusual way. And I want to unpack that a little bit later and hear what you guys think. Chris, I, I made some comment to you. We saw this together last night. And I said, I can't remember how exactly how I put it, but this feels, for better or for worse, depending on the audience member, I guess, this, unlike any other Marvel movie, felt like a Taika Waititi movie and not a Kevin... Uh, Feige Marvel Feige. film. Feige, yes. thank you. Is it Feige? Feige it is, Marvel yeah. film. Um, for better or for worse, it kind of just felt like it was its own thing. And I know in certain big franchise things, we have said, I wish we had more of that. We've had a Rogue One in the Star Wars world that I think everybody felt like, whoa, that worked. That was kind yeah. of its own thing and it was really successful. Um, yeah, let's for make me, a sequel this to that. One felt, oh, shit. Yeah, for me, I still, I totally agree. There were a lot of fun <laughs> moments. Jeez. <laughs> I'm late on the draw today, but you know, (laughs) there are a lot of fun moments that I think were successful. We laughed. My audience reacted. Our audience reacted accordingly. Uh, But perhaps there were too many other moments that made up the bulk of the storytelling that kind of just didn't feel like the stakes were, were very high. And, and on the page, I think they were supposed to be extremely high, Yeah, but they didn't play it that way. And I'm going to, Blame is not the right word, but I'm going to put that in the hands of our fearless comedic director, Taika Waititi, who I think wanted it exactly like this. So it just maybe this just wasn't mm. for people well, who that's... don't really like that kind of kitschy humor. I, I, there were times where I. Uh, the goats that we'll get to, there are some certain things like that go into certain production design, certain uh, jokes that live in like throwaway uh, group voila and like background voices and stuff that thought were really funny. But I, there were other moments where like they had Natalie Portman talking like she isn't a good actor. And that kind of confused me. Like I could tell she was being directed to, or she thought this was the atmosphere of the comedy in this movie and it didn't work for me. And it kind of took a lot away. I agree with you, Dave. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You have to just, you have to just go in with a different cap on. I hope this doesn't cut off the shins of the really emotional you know, things that got us wrapped up in all the early Marvel films. They don't seem to exist anymore. I don't know if that matters. I don't know. I think it's okay. This movie's still doing really well. I'm still going to go see the next one. But oh, Dave, I think I ultimately, I do agree with you. I had a fun time in the theater, but I just don't know if I give a shit. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Um, I liked it. We, we demand honesty here. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. I, I liked it with a few caveats. Uh, there's some... I think I liked it too. Yeah. I think Potential I liked it. plot issues, depending on uh, well, how you feel uh, important a plot is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> do, plot, do plots matter? I think I've come, the biggest thing that I've, I've realized since last night thinking about this film is that even though it was already pretty long considering of, you know, what happened in the movie and also just like the lack of not that much actually happening in the movie. I'm wondering what they cut in the additional hour and a half. Totally. totally. That would have maybe made some of those things you said about stakes work better. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
there was so much of like the, the first act of the film I thought was kind of cool and like getting to see different planets and finally actually getting to do all the stuff that you always kind of wanted to do with the guardians. And that ended up being such a quick throwaway. And I bet that was initially in an early cut a lot more fulfilling because you actually got to see like what his dynamic was. It didn't feel like sort of a quick little throwaway joke. Um, but there just wasn't time for that in the rest of the movie. So I don't know. Um, it was, um, it was fun. It was fun. I like Taika Waititi dialogue, even if it's, um, not overall the best movie. I will, I will say though, this does have the best delivery of I am Groot in any film mm-hmm. I've seen. Yeah, that was fun. Again, there are a lot of good throwaway <laughs> moments like that. Yeah. They're not in the center. They're not the, uh, they're not the peanut butter and jelly of that part of the scene. They're good at like little afterthoughts or prefaces or transitions, but like the actual stuff in the middle, I think was kind of like, Hmm, I, I want to get to it. J- Jeff, yeah. go ahead and say, I don't think we uh, even need you to say it, but go I, ahead and just lay it on the line for us. So just in case anybody wasn't listening to that whole fucking introduction, how did you, what do you think I, about this movie, Jeffrey? I, I couldn't agree with you guys more. I had a great time. I really did. But having <laughs> said, no, I really did. I had a, I had a, I had a perfectly fine time. And part of the reason I had a fine time is because I accept the fact that this is, we live in the dumbest world imaginable and nothing <laughs> fucking matters. So I, how could I not have a great time just living with yeah, Thor you know in this meaningless <laughs> existence? I get the impression Taika, agree, Taika agrees with you. And I'm with you. Yeah. You know what? I, yeah. Was yes. it? I for, now I'm forgetting who it was. If it was Christopher John that said, like, John said this is the film that Taika wanted to make. And... I think you're right, tonally. And then he's gripped by this plot, which is funny because do the, do, do the results of what happened at the end of this movie matter? Do, you know, we'll talk about that more. But like, wait, quick rant before I get before I get into this. I talked about this. Dave, would, I forget what we, what, we, what we were seeing when it was just the two of us. And I, it was probably Paddington 2 or something, which, by the way, is better than all these fucking movies. It was either so that or it. Men. Yeah. No, no, but I, I was, mean, no, no, uh, no. Uh, Crimes wait, of the Future. Listen to me. Yeah. So I was talking about how I'd seen the movie Super Pumped, and I'm still fucking mad that they bought the Pearl Jam catalog. And so every single episode of the show just had like three Pearl Jam songs. And I was like, since when did the Uber founder in like 2014 listen to like 90s grunge Seattle music only? Like it was it was driving me fucking insane. Guys, is are you trying to like. Are you best friends with Axl Rose? Does he need a liver transplant? Like, I don't understand why there are there, there four were, Guns N' Roses songs five was, times in yeah. this movie. That's a there real a Kate, distraction. There was a Kate Bush song in there as well, but that got pulled out in a real hurry. I can't imagine why. Okay, yeah, right. Mm. And then, well, and you know what? So what's funny is the love montage was an ABBA song. And that's great when everything is carefully chosen. But when you are stuck with a catalog, so last film was like the Led Zeppelin film, but it's just the immigrant song, really. And this, and it was in the trailer that they had, Sweet Child of Mine, which is the best song out of all of them. But that comes last. And it's like, it was annoying because now in my head, I was like, oh, there's November Rain. That's three. So fucking here it goes. It has to be next. I, Sweet Child I liked, of Mine. I like the Welcome to the Jungle placement for me. That Welcome was, to the Jungle. That was a good that Welcome to the Jungle one. was great. And actually that the first Thor like who, killing everybody montage was loose to that song. It was fantastic. And I, I've been thinking recently about like action just isn't doing it for me anymore. Maybe it's just because everything we see is action. The boys is action every week. This is action. All these movies have action like crazy. And at a certain point, I'm like, OK, can you just tell me what's going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who's going to win? Obviously, we talked about this with Obi-Wan. I know. Sorry, you have a conflict of interest there, Chris, with Mandalorian. But it, it, how many times are we going to see Vader fight uh, 
um, Obi-Wan, and we know they both live. So they're fighting with lasers, and it's like, well, nothing's gonna happen. Like, they're all gonna leave with all their limbs. So, like, cut away. Who gives a shit? But so it's like the action is just, it's just like I'm softening to it. But that Thor montage was yeah. un- the first yeah. time where it was just him, and then afterwards he said, we did a great job. It was fantastic. And then the next time I heard a Guns N' Roses song, all I thought was, that wasn't as good as the first time. And then the next one wasn't as good. You know what I mean? It just, it was automatically less than. That's my rant. That has nothing to do with this film. Yes, it does. Go fuck yourselves, your music producer. You gotta fight for your music. Get more ABBA songs and more other kind of shit out there. Come on. That was weird. I agree. It, it, honestly, it should have been Deadpool, and Deadpool should have been turning to the camera, being like, is Axl Rose dying of cancer? Why do we keep doing this? That's what should have happened. Okay, this film, I think, ultimately, I just love the character Thor. So, I, this is my takeaway. You can take with it what you want. I wrote down, I was like, this is starting to remind me of fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Where now, I don't know if you saw the last two Sonic movies. I know, Dave, you had to see Sonic 2. But yeah. basically, at the end of the credits, they just introduce who the next villain is going to be. And like a video game, you just say, yay, I can't wait to see Sonic fight that villain. And that's basically it is what it is now. There are, yeah. I, I don't, I have no idea what to expect. And if this, we have a person who can kill not only all of the gods, but could find eternity, which I still am vague about, so you're going to have to explain. But you could find eternity, kill all of the gods at once, bring people back from the dead. How is that not the next Thanos? But the fact that it's just like something in this movie. Like, if you can't make that the most epic thing on the entire planet, then I have no idea what Marvel has up its sleeve. Because that that seems seems way bigger than anything else that they've been doing. That seems even bigger than Thanos. It seems like you could fucking wipe Thanos off the planet if you can find eternity. And they just threw that into this movie. It does does seem to be the biggest complaint that a lot of people have. It's that he was shortchanged as a villain. He was shortchanged. The concept of him and what he was going for... He, he could be the next Thanos. He could be bigger than Thanos if they really wanted him to, but they didn't want well, him to. Honestly, I think Christian Bale would have agreed to do more than one Marvel movie. No, of course not. <laughs> that was, that's why. That's why it's in one movie. The jury's still out of whether he knew he was doing a Marvel movie. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. So that's, that's what I, I'm left with this because a lot of the stuff, you, I, I just agree with everything you're saying. It's just like the feeling I leave with afterwards is just like, but what's the point? You know what I mean? It's like if the point is we get another Thor movie, and I guess now I get to see him and this kid fight. I have no idea. Like, what the fuck are they going to fight next? I have no idea. The shadow things didn't work for me with Christian Bale, but like, I like Thor. So I'm in this weird place where it's like, if there's more Thor, I'll get on board. But at a certain point, you, you, you just, you got to give me something. You got you to give me something. You know, you know what this reminded me look, of, actually? Uh, it's, you know, when you have like a five-year-old kid, and they do nope. something. They do something funny. Like you've seen kids, they'll do something funny, and all the adults laugh. Yeah, yeah. So they do it again, and they do it again, and bigger, and do it again, and they keep doing it because they made the, made the adults laugh. That's what this movie is to me, a little bit. Like we've got more Taika, we've got more Korg. Korg's there the whole time. You've Korg's got, great. I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna I run know, out. I just, just could have used Korg. a little. I'm gonna run out of him, but yeah, I could have used a little less of. The stuff we saw in the first one, yeah, like it, it just right it felt like they they took all the stuff that everyone loved about the first one, tried to up the ante on that, but didn't on the other stuff. What about the what about the Princess Bride thing? Did that work for you? Where the, it was narrated, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Didn't bother me because it was yeah. Taika. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's why I yeah. kind of wish I kind of wish the stakes weren't what they were. I know he was killing <laughs> gods and stuff, but and and but like, did they kill? 
Can we go? Okay, spoilers. Okay, we hang on. We, we're going <laughs> into spoilers. Sure, sure, here we go. Spoiler alert. So, already spoilers. spoiled a bunch of shit already. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Jeff only spoiled one thing. What did I spoil? The turnage? Just the mood. Bringing people. Well, <laughs> uh, I spoiled okay. the mood. Yeah. No, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. No, no, don't stop. This is. No, no. This I, is I, I don't. I don't want to take over this episode. We have four people today. I want to give everybody their time. But my question is: It a question? What the fuck was I about to talk about? Oh, okay. We're at spoilers. They killed Zeus, but then they didn't. And there could be god orgies, but there weren't. And it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love the Princess Bride thing. I love the narrating yeah, yeah. thing. And I wish, I wish they didn't go for eternity. Uh, Christian Bale would have given the same performance if it was if he lost a shoe. So why did it have to be eternity? You know what I mean? That's my. <laughs> okay, that's so we, so we, Chris, you and I touched on this a little bit, but we, I think we didn't go too deep on it because I, I hope we want to talk about it on this, but. What I can't stop thinking about, and I thought about it during the movie, which I always hate doing. I always you know, hit there. All, there go all the flags. Is I and we said we mentioned this earlier. I think Taika did this on purpose. Uh, Taika and um, Jennifer Caton uh, Robinson, who the co co writer is. I feel like there were several times where they, in writing or their outline or developing the script, they got to a point where they said, "I don't know if we've established that in the Marvel universe or any universe," and they just said, "Fuck it," with a smile on their face. Like, I feel like they were like, eventually they were like, no, no, embrace the fuck it. There's, it doesn't matter if it's existed before. The lid is off. I guess the multi, it doesn't matter if we've alluded to it before. It doesn't matter if the rule existed earlier in the film. Nothing matters. I thought the Bifrost yeah, that was my point. moved at a certain speed, right? And there was that whole sequence where they're like on the boat in the middle of fucking Bifrost travel. Like it's, I know they're going to the center of the universe, but they've never... They've never really clarified how quick it moves. So I guess they were like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. So like every opportunity they had to say it doesn't matter, they just did that. Which, Jeff, I, I agree with you, dude. I do think they were like, it doesn't really make a difference anymore. Nobody really cares about the rules. Nobody really gives a shit if there's consistency between these movies. So you can kind of do whatever you want to do. And everybody is still going to come see it. Are we those fucking goats are we this fucking sheep, you know, that are just, we're going to come regardless. We're going to scream. We're going to have fun. We're going to shove popcorn in our mouths and we're going to walk out. Maybe. Um, so there were, there were several times where I was genuinely a little confused until I told myself to stop thinking about it, dude. It doesn't really matter all the way up until, and I know Jeffy hated when I jumped to the very end, but we did kill Zeus in this movie. I thought he fucking died. And then the tag in this, at the end of the, you know, these post credits things, Apparently yeah. it's not true. And that's going to be the next can of worms. And I'm like, who the fuck are they? Why are we going into Greek mythology? I just don't understand how we got there. And if the answer how did we get was into Greek mythology, we went from Norse mythology to Greek mythology. And, and if none the of the answer... guys do anything anyway. None of the guys do it. And if the answer was. They drink honey it's and a fun, fuck. They just sound fun, like heroes. It's a fun. Legends. Uh, thesis to, to open up the idea of killing the gods, that, that, mm. that there is no eternal salvation. And that th the idea of having to bring down your heroes, like from a thesis standpoint, that is a cool idea. I bet there is 20 films that could work across that it was thesis. Literally, they answered just it ate, in one. It was literally, <laughs> literally just ate the rich. That's what that was to me. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess, like I guess it's so off the rails now. That's, yeah, why yeah, yeah. That's why Christian Bale said yes. He was like, you know what? My character is right. <laughs> well, that, I wrote a note there. It's like Christian Bale is. Very good. The character was nuts and kind of right. Yeah. Like, Chris, did that bother you? Did you think about that stuff at all? Or or were you able, because you, I know you felt this way, and, and I still agree with you. Like, I, I guess in, in the world of a Taika Waititi movie, it doesn't, none of this matters. It, it's, so he's I, just going to pull it off with his, with his humor. 
I would say that any last little bit of me caring about like the overarching plot line as like Marvel having a bigger point completely died with Doctor Strange. It probably died long before then. But, <laughs> yeah, but, died um, with Morbius or <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. Uh, Morbius doesn't count. I don't even know. No, <laughs> Morbius doesn't count at all. Bring back Morbius. <laughs> but um, it's Morbin time. I was just excited about seeing it because it, it was a Tiger film, so I didn't really care about that part. But I do think it's interesting because I, I agree with you. It's completely clear that he there was a lot of fuck it in this movie. Just cool. That, that'll be neat. That'll be funny. Let's do it. But yeah. I actually legitimately think that Taika doesn't give a shit I did too. I about you're... Marvel. Like, he, like <laughs> I, I'm sure he doesn't dislike it. It's just, hey, would you like to make this movie and put up the huge budget and do fun, neat shit? Mm. And he's like, that sounds like a good time. Let's do it. Yeah. So he makes that movie. Like, I'm sure you saw the anecdote where he asked, uh, he asked Natalie Portman if she'd have any interest in being in a Star Wars film. Yeah. He didn't know that she wasn't, was Queen Amidala. She's like completely, he doesn't care. He's just doing his own thing and having fun. Yeah. Which and I is. I embrace that. And I think I enjoyed the movie a lot more because I was able to embrace that. And I do think, I, I think if you get on board with that, it can be refreshing to maybe lower our expectations for these things so much that, and I'm, I, again, I don't know if they want as a company for us to say this, but I don't think we're supposed to be dramatically impacted by them anymore. I don't think they're trying to do that anymore. I think it or if they are, tried. then maybe the they're realizing it's starting to feel like, and, and I hope no judgment to all the people out there who read comic books, but for a very long time that existed in a very small group and community of people who really enjoyed the episodic page turning comic book culture. These movies are starting to feel like that. It does begin. It's feeling like you're not really supposed to see these movies if you don't already care about these characters anymore. So Jeff, even you said at the beginning, I love Thor. Sure. It'll be fun. But, uh, you know, for, for the adults in the room that are hardcore about these characters, I don't think it's getting harder and harder as a, you know, as an audience member who still sees them, to encourage your friends to uh, maybe take a chance on the Marvel films. Uh, Cause I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I yeah. would feel comfortable I mean, saying it's, they, they're still great movies. I, st- I just think there's they something rip, rip. else now they're still good at what they do, but they're not, they're not serious. They're not dramatic anymore. They're not, they're not Their dramatic. reputation is definitely slipping. I mean, I, there's uh, I, it's almost like Feige is distracted at this point. He doesn't have a grip on the wheel like they did leading up to like infinity war and, Endgame, and uh, <laughs> even even today now it's uh, on uh, Reddit. There's a VFX thread for like VFX creators, and it's come out that a whole heap of visual effects artists are requesting not to work with Marvel because of the actual severe crunch in like, and they'll ask for like ridiculous things like three different options so they can change their mind later and stuff like that. So they're asking they're asking for all this like visual effects stuff, and all of a sudden they're asking for like a change three weeks out from release. And stuff, which like if you're talking, for instance, Natalie Portman's helmet occasionally doesn't move the same way as her head. Apparently, I didn't notice it. Someone did. Um, someone but, always notices. Yeah, someone always notices. And it, it, to be honest, if you're going to a movie looking for that stuff, you're not watching the movie. You should be watching the damn movie. Stop it. But like it happened, and it, obviously these were some effect shots that had to be fixed at the last minute. So like Marvel's getting a little bit of a reputation of kind of freewheeling it and not making a decision like that shit should be done in previous before you even get there. And for some reason mm. it's now not like they're creating all these options and creating a bottleneck at the other end. 
And I don't of course, know, we'll it's, never know. It's, yeah, it's it's a weird thing to come out like recently. Um, like this came out today. I was reading this article this morning. Um, so I don't know what's fresh. going on over there. Um, let's get this. Either, let's man. get this podcast back on track. Let's let's stay positive here. We are a positive podcast. How do we do? Ultimately, ultimately, we all liked this movie. Yes, absolutely. Can somebody present, Chris? You're our guest. Can you present something that? Because I also I love this movie. I'll say I'll say something, and then I'll pass it over to you and say something that you liked about this movie. Sorry, I worked I worked at an intensive today. He's gonna hand you um, the like stick. I love the fact that Thor <laughs> flew on a broomstick in this movie. I don't know if that makes any sense, but at, you okay, know, like the, I thought that was really fun. The axe, the axe gag was pretty fucking funny. I must All say. of the axe up, the, the threesome, yeah. which by the way, very, very, very carefully represents Taika Waititi's personal life. So the threesome between Thor, his axe, and his hammer is pretty, pretty fun. Chris, what's another positive thing that you liked about this film? <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two. One, okay. I like. That Natalie Portman's in it, even if she's terrible in it. <clears throat> I'm, I'm with. Well, we got we got to you. But I'm I'm with. Not terrible in the whole thing. She has terrible moments. I love. I just love Natalie Portman. I love seeing her. In it was anything. weird. It was weird. But do you think here before we get to your second thing? Do you think that when people switch to comedy, I remember when when De Niro and Billy Crystal did this. De Niro after every take would to ask Billy Crystal like, "How am I doing? Am I doing good? Should I do something else?" Do you think sometimes with comedy, good actors like uh, think that acting is different, or like maybe the director? Like, do you think that there's do you think that it's not all on her? You know what I mean? Like she yeah. saw this writing and she said, how the fuck is a PhD supposed to do this? And it's like, fuck it. I don't know what to do. So also you know, Taika like, should be a great comedic director and has proven he can be. So I don't know what happened with that. Okay. Sorry. Back to you. I mean, uh, the, well, the so, thing is that also her character's not really playing for comedy. Like there's that whole cancer storyline, which I thought they might water yeah, down. The cat Denning, the, the Denning scene was like, I, I don't know what they were. I thought they were supposed to be intelligent people. I, I don't know what was going on. It was, with that scene. That was awesome. Even Hemsworth. I think even Hemsworth showed up on a lot of days and he was like, do I just say the lines like this? <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, he's, he's funny. He's so good. And so many times, and this was, this was, this was not great. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, he is really funny in a lot of scenes too, though. Just kind of hit or miss depending on the I scene. Mean, was it, but was I, it like, was it like the Mike Myers thing where like he, he did Austin powers one, two and three and everyone, he was God. And then nobody told him that love guru was a fucking bad idea. When you have, when you have, when you have protagonists telling jokes, like delivering one-liner jokes in dialogue that isn't coming out of character and situations, it's like them saying it like a joke. Yeah, that's when I felt like I was like, again, I, yeah, there's no one else to blame except for Tiger. Well, even though yeah. I love Tiger, when, when a PhD in like, physics it, doesn't know how many cancer stages there are, and and there's only two answers. We were talking so about she doesn't know how many cancer stages there are, or she thinks it's funny to joke about not knowing how many cancer stages there are. And either way, it just sets the actor up for failure. That's my point. I totally agree. I got the we impression she knew and was just trying to be funny. And that's just it's just not a good enough. You know what I mean? It's just not yeah. like in real life that would fall flat. You yeah. know. Sorry, Chris. Back to you. You like Natalie Portman's just great. I'm happy. Uh, I just I like I like watch her movies. Um, but my other favorite part was um, I don't know how it worked um, within the greater narrative of the film. It might have fallen a little flat, but um, the whole when everything turns to black and white, and I like how they leaned into that stylistically. When did yeah. like some of the George Melier shit, where it's like when it hits the planet and just like flies over. Okay, the, the theater got just like the, moon, the biggest good. laughter during that. It, was it like, absolutely <laughs> did, but they ripped that gag off from Rick and Morty. Oh, really? Yeah, they have it in. Uh, I think it's the end of season three. He finds a planet for them to I'm a settle big on. Rick and Morty fan. And, I don't remember it. But yeah, he, I'll, I'll he, he it, 
when he when he uh get they go to the the wedding bird person's wedding and they're yeah. looking for another planet because he can't go back to Earth and he flies into the planet and he's like oh oh nope thought it was further away and like the <laughs> ship bounces off the front of the planet yeah it's right, it's right. a Rick and Morty gag they did it I better. Did, I think with the, it was more the, effective in black and white though absolutely also the depth, which was the, the, cool. the thing that sold the gag for me was the <laughs> after they hit. <laughs> That was definitely the best goat scream timing. The names of the goats. The names of the goats are Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Those are the names of the goats. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I honestly think that the the whole I think the the goats were justified in their the entire presence of the film based off of that one joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that def- that's definitely the thing I'm going to remember the most. It's really and I think good to have in their the back pocket. Still going to get a laugh like ten years yeah. down the track. Like, I mean, it's really good. I can imagine them like going through all the different <laughs> like screams, trying to find the best one. Uh, yeah, I. What did I like a lot about this movie, other than the goats and the things that we've already said? I did think it was. Um, I did think it was cool. The idea of, cause everybody felt kind of strange about how Jane Foster just, just didn't really have a good exit out of the whole previous movies. So I liked yeah. that they figured out a way to, to bring her back and spoiler alert, give her a real proper bow. I thought it was strange that they introduced an A-list movie star with, along with, you know, all the other A-list stars that appeared in those first one and two cycles of these Marvel films they hung on, right? So I thought it was kind of weird that they introduced her and not she's not a villain. So it's not like they were going to kill her by the end of the first or second film. So I'm glad that they brought her back. Um, I'm, I hope she's done. And I don't mean that from her performance in this movie. I just, I just feel like they have to start getting these new no, ideas. We so said like, this, this about was, Black Widow too. We're like, guys, you have to stop. Yeah, that's, that's so great. like, I, I, you know, Valhalla, first of all, what a shitty little end credits teaser. Like, I didn't learn anything. We, we knew she went there, the, the dust. We didn't learn right? anything? <laughs> well, we saw the, we saw the, the thing happened to her that happened to um, yeah, Anthony they, Hopkins. They're setting up a return as another Valkyrie. You don't think Valhalla's going to play a part in Thor 4 when they're trying to kill Zeus? I yeah, thought they're going to go to it, Athens now that fucking Zeus in charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, um, I I thought there were some, there were a lot of comedic moments that worked for me. Uh, everybody, I think, enjoyed that. I wish it wasn't in the credits. The, the when they blow his clothes off, that was a funny moment. The trailer. I laughed trailer. harder. Yeah. The trailer. I, I laughed harder when I saw it in the trailer, just because it was the first time. And the, the editing is good on that. The cut, the timing, the women falling. It was it was really really well cut right there. Um, I'm not sure what Russell Crowe was doing, but I liked the idea of them <laughs> yeah. like failing to recruit gods. I think that's like a funny idea. So I think what ultimately um, worked for me was exactly what in execution failed. All of these are really good ideas. It's almost like they had, I can imagine their writer's room and they're like talking about like where we could take these different plots. And it sounds really good when you're talking it out to each other. The uh, Hackett and Wilder idea of we're not going to write this movie down until we can say the story to each other. I bet it was fun when they were talking to each other about what the story was going to be. But when they actually put the pen to paper, when they actually said, this is how it's going to go, this is how we're going to film it. Most of those ideas just kind of fell short. Um, mm. I, I really appreciated that children had a cool moment. At, here you go. This is a perfect example. The end of this movie is fun because the kids get get to really show up. I dug they're not, that. They're not victims. I dug that. So the children hard. of the corn. 
Yeah. Sure. But at the same time, I leaned over to Chris afterwards and I was like, what a cool moment. (laughs) What a cool moment. But great. I guess Thor can just give his powers to people. So in the same, in the same moment, this is why I think Tycho, that was like his exclamation point on the whole thing. At the same time, he had me being like, I'm really happy that these kids are getting these moments. And also what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Can he, can he do that? Can he just hand out powers? Has he done that before? Is that a thing? You know, I think why aren't those kids fucking getting in close? Like there's no state. They had an opportunity to have high stakes there. But I, I, said, I wasn't worried about anything. As soon as I those kids, the, here comes the fucking Guns and Roses for one last, <laughs> one last round. <laughs> I would also love the. I would love to figure out if the hammer is killing Natalie Portman by stealing away all that is mortal in her. But yeah, the kids right, getting this stop, power is totally stop, fine. Hold on, wait, like <laughs> everybody, let's stop the episode. I asked Chris last night. Somebody, I am stupid. I'm the idiot in the room. Somebody, explain to me how that fucking sequence went down. Don't Which I one? don't understand how she broke it one last time. It got it broke apart. It gathered together. It got the sword, and then she did exactly what she did every other time, and somehow it killed. But I don't understand. No, I literally had, didn't the track necros- what was had, happening. It had the necrosword in it, so so it killed him. But then he killed him with the necrosword. I guess is that right? I don't. I, mean, I really. I really don't know. Yeah. So I think. I think. <laughs> It broke. All the pieces were flew, flew up. See the thing where like it shoots out a million pieces and it comes back. It gathers all of the pieces. So all the little pieces of the sword are in the, the hammer. And then sure. when she does the Thor smash thing, it's like the it's like the sword's already weakened to the point where it's about to die, but it needs the killing blow. And her hitting the hammer on the ground, forcing all of the pieces to finally close in, destroys all the necker sword pieces. Taika, I'm your, I'm your, I'm yeah. his first director. Taika, what's, I, you're a genius, man. I love you so much, but I'm going to do a little gag here. I'm your first director. I'm going to say, do you think people will get that? And I think that was the last time he was like, fuck it. Let's just, I think he, said, places. he said, just, here's <laughs> what we're going to do. We're going to film it in such a way that they know whatever happens next, he's dead. <laughs> they could slam a fucking salmon on the ground and kill him but we're gonna fucking sell it because it's time we're gonna sell it it's it's the time that that happens that's what happens i was just it was i had so much fun in that last sequence and i was so like what is happening so like i, I don't know that was getting, me i was i was in conflict this entire right, movie I, one question okay. oh, i have oh, wait, wait, wait. Of, I, yeah. I really loved and i'll shut up i really loved the fight in the black and white sequence that was cool yeah yeah that, really that fight was. on the moon thing, or wherever that was, that was really, really creative. Chris, you're right. Without the depth from the color, it lent all the fun things they could think of with the action choreography there, and it was really exciting. I didn't I did, buy I did for one second the difference. previous scene where he had them all wrapped up, and he was trying to get her to him to call the hammer. I, I don't it's understand why they were things. strong at certain points and not strong at other things. times, but whatever. Anyway, but that fight scene was kick-ass. Hmm. The question I have about is the the opening. So we open with the Guardians. Well, we open now, with Christian Bale. Well, yeah, but like the the opening of like we're Thor from Thor's up. Okay, sorry. Um, the, he's with the Guardians. Gamora is gone. So yeah. does Guardians three now happen before this? And what the fuck is up with that? What do you mean she's dead? No, she's not. How do you know that? How do you know in, that? Oh, because I she was in, dead. in uh, Avengers Endgame, previous time Gamora came through. And, and what? She, they oh, had a whole, shit. Yeah, she's back. Oh, but she, yeah. she's back, but she's the Gamora who doesn't know him. 
Chris is already looking it up. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> that was like a hundred Marvel movies ago, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Gam- honestly, back. they could just Loki her and bring her back and uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because she came through with Thanos like the previous time Thanos. And so she doesn't know the Guardians. She doesn't know that she becomes one. She doesn't know any of this stuff. She doesn't know that there's a Star-Lord relationship, any of that shit. You're right, man. You're right. I, so did, I did like, wonder where she was. Why she wouldn't be there? Hmm? Doesn't that explain? Didn't you just answer your question as to why she wouldn't be there? It, it, it does, but that's an awful that's an awful lot of passage of time. Like, does does Guardians now happen after this, or does Guardians happen before that? Like, they they're not actually covering. Are they not going to cover what happened there? They're just going to give a throwaway line. Like, what's what's the go there? Like, they just wasted a massive piece of like narrative drama, and I can't imagine James Gunn saying yes to that. Well, that's like, it might've been James Gunn was like, I'm covering that in my movie and we're doing better than you guys will. So just don't fucking talk about it. Maybe, which would mean this would happen before Thor. Mm. Which means they're now releasing so them out of they, order. I, I honestly think it doesn't matter. <laughs> they wrote themselves into a knot. They're going to go full thrones on this. They're going to go, shit, we've splintered into too many different fucking things. And we've yeah. been saying that. Let's just give them we've a battle at that. night and then it's going to be all fine. Didn't before. we say that a few movies ago? Did, wasn't there? Was it Strange, Doctor Strange? We were like, why did they do this one before? I, I feel like this is not the first time this year, past year or so, that we said, was that movie? Why didn't they do that after that? I don't well, know. There was there matter. was a lot of uh, like the Fuck whole it. black the whole Black Widow thing where they just went back a couple of years. It's like, I mean, I think at this point, Marvel movies are just starting to become like a genre, and you just see the ones that are done by a director that you're interested in. Like, you don't see every Western film. You just see the ones that are like made by the Coen brothers. Or, but you know, the fall of that is Sam Raimi. <laughs> I, I really don't think Sam Raimi made the Doctor Strange movie he wanted to make. So if it's I just still went a to very see- Sam Raimi movie, there are definitely bits of Sam Raimi in there. No, oh, of it's course like there a are bits. Movie, but. It felt like a and we, yeah, and and Chris, what you said earlier, we've all been saying. I think Taika meant to have this stuff here, but there, there's so much of it was cut out that I don't think Taika actually got the cut he wanted by any means. Obviously, so maybe he's also I mean, saying like, well, he, that was he, you know, it's still cool to see everything on this big screen and famous, do all these fun he things. He famously but, said this week that like there will be no director's cut because this is the cut of the movie I intended. I took everything out oh. that didn't work. Okay. Yeah, but so, also like. We don't know if he signed a contract that says no director's cuts because what the director's cut says, Marvel, fuck me. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, I just can't. I can't. I, I'm, I'm into sports and stuff. And right now, NBA is like fucking crazy because people make 50 million dollars a year. And then they make so much money that they can just not play for a year if they don't want to play for somebody because they made 50 million dollars last year that they have so much money that they can just. So it's all fucking crazy. I, I don't trust anything anybody says anymore. So Taika could say that, and I don't buy it. Also, I could also just see Taika being like, "Fuck, I'm done, man. I'm out. I don't want to drag this out anymore. Like, I di- I gave it everything. They paid me so much money for this. I had so many threesomes after this, and and we got it down to 158. That's a win. Sorry, Jeff Goldblum. I bought you a car. I'm out. I'm gonna make my own movie next. You know what I mean? I mean like, don't get me wrong. This is like a monster effort of like modern effects filmmaking. It's great. Like, this, the, this, the, this the, the logistics film. behind this were like ridiculous to to create what is created what stood out to you Hmm? what stood out to you i saw you looking at your screen usually when you say things like that you check your notes (laughs) oh no 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 no. um (laughs) no it's just everything in general like the the huge battle scenes the like the set pieces the comedy gags the beginning with the the guardians battle like that battle was busy and the tone of it was so great where thor does everything it was really that was really well done there's so many compositing layers in that scene 
maybe this is pointless to say, but one of the things that I think the, the biggest thing I've learned since uh, starting to work on some things with like bigger VFX budgets that I had just never really processed before is that I always assumed if a director, if there was a movie that came out that didn't really feel like, you know, it seems like the director had issues. With it. It's like not really the movie they wanted to make. I assumed there was crazy drama and there's always like a huge battle and like the studios like you're fucking out of here and you're fired. And I'm starting to realize that I think it's usually more like in general, the studio's like, Hey, this isn't really working very much. And it's like, it's going to cost a bit more to do it this way. And the director's like, honestly, you know, you're probably right. So let's just get it to this cut. And yes. It's fine. And what's funny is with, with, with Dr. Strange, I actually do yeah. feel like Sam Raimi and Marvel were like mad at each other. And they were like, we're like negotiating the whole time. And yeah. this one, I kind of do think Taika Waititi's like, you know what? People aren't going to drag me if this isn't the film that they want. So let's, ne- let's negotiate in good faith. And let's like, all I don't have think our there was weekend. beef in this one at all. It probably I'm, I'm 100%, 100% of the movie he They wanted. cut Jeff Goldblum and he went, man, but I, I got Jeff Goldblum to come back. They came back for me and Marvel went, it's not working. And he went, all right, I'll talk to him. You know what I mean? So, like, now, I so now we're saying, so now we're saying. Peter Dinklage was supposed to be in this. Like he wasn't even in the last one. So like. So these Marvel movies kind of, kind of going against what you said earlier, Chris, because I agree with what you're saying now. Like it's almost like these, these Marvel movies aren't really a reflection on the director anymore. They are. And they kinda, are. Stylistically, I think they still are. Which Tone is wise, Tyke like is like, yes, the tone's yeah. good. People are going to go see my next film. Can't wait. Thank you, Mark. But the, the, the final cut of like, I'm Scorsese in every fucking frame I'm fighting for. Nope. Yeah. Not yeah, a thing anymore. Yeah. And it can't be just yeah. logistically, even if you are that kind of filmmaker, because there's so many other people that have to have a little place in the kitchen, the VFX team, VFX editorial, you know, the VFX supervisor. Mm. I've, there's just so many people that are a part of this. You can't have that level of control anymore, even if you want to be that kind of director. Have you have you well, seen uh, the, the I, producers' notes they released from Blade Runner? What? Where it's got the the they released the producers' notes from Blade Runner that he got sent, and like mm. there's all these ridiculous notes about like we don't like this, we don't like yeah. that, we don't like that, fix that. They like they want all this stuff changed. I imagine that sort of still goes on mm-hmm. at that level, and but in this case. Sometimes it's a back and forth. Sometimes it's a no, fuck you. I'm doing this. Yeah, I think it's more of a converse. I mean, I I, I wasn't in the room for this one, and again, I'm, I have a very limited scope of stuff that I've been involved in. But I've just been very surprised at how amenable everyone kind of is to everyone else, even if they do have a big creative. Like, I really saw it this way. But that being said, what are you thinking about it? And then there's just an adult conversation about it. Mm. I agree with what you're saying. I guess it makes me curious, though it's all in the past now i'm sure it has the rose colored glasses effect on it but when i have watched behind the scenes stuff and read about and listened to interviews on the first iron man if you or, or any of those first ones but let's use the first iron man just because it was it was so successful mm-hmm. it, it kind of felt like i have no doubt that kevin and john favreau had many 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 conversations along the way but ultimately and robert Downey gave, jr earning his back end cut of all of the films he's going to be in i'm sure i don't think robert Downey jr was extremely creatively influential on the first one though i think I he do. except, the, except oh, I that do. last that last line where they had to stop shooting and jump in a golf cart and go over and clear it with marvel Sure, sure. Okay, so maybe some dialogue. But in terms of storytelling, I feel like Kevin I feel like Kevin Feige hired a director that he had a lot of faith in for his vision. And he really allowed cuz cuz I've seen I've seen uh 
and Chris, I know you, you've, you've worked with him before now you could, maybe he isn't like this as much with every project, but I remember him having, there's footage of him having like in-depth conversations about how he wants Iron Man to move through the sky and then like adjusting the way the coverage is going to be on how he flies. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel it. That's just, that's quite a distance in my mind from the anecdotal stuff I've heard about, uh, Chloe Zhao just not even being invited into the conversation of what the fight scenes would look like. Yeah. And like just, we have people who do that. You just do the scene work. Mm-hmm. That just seems like quite a distance. And I don't know. I'm not, I, I, we're not there. I, we don't know. Kevin, like, we don't know what's happening, but I do feel that I, from hopefully she an audience stands member, the ground on Eternals too. Cause that was greenlit today. What was greenlit today? today? Eternals too. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> that's trash jesus just all of us i mean i think we hit the nail on the head too in our episode that should be a series what are they doing putting that in the theaters that is is a series series. it's too late they they would need to start over again it's too late i don't think anybody would care our episode episode loved it but we did what we're supposed to do in this episode where we just only talk about positive things but the truth is deep down inside i think we knew yeah i think i texted you guys and i was like bullshit i listened to that episode when i was on the road <laughs> i was shocked it was it was definitely oh, no. it would have been a trickle effect if you were in there and you would have said guys but this and we elizabeth said, fell yeah, asleep yeah you're right elizabeth fell asleep in the theater during that movie <laughs> that was uh not a good one well, but uh, anyway i don't know I, so i feel like i feel like we're right about all these things and i'm sure we're wrong about all these things it just it just i think we just it kind of feels like it doesn't really doesn't really know what it's trying to be anymore, or perhaps it's challenging us to not expect what we were expecting. Either way, it's fine. Who cares? The real question for us, and I think for everybody moving forward, is are we going to keep paying money to see these movies if we have consistently complained about these movies to some degree? We're still having some fun, but to some degree, for the past year or two years now, it's like two years. I had a good time There's in been the been one or two I that just, we enjoyed. I had a good time in the theater, you know? I think yeah, it, yeah. it'll start depending more and more on the director. You know, it's yeah, like maybe, maybe mate next to me still had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had already seen it. <laughs> Will I see back. a Taika TT Marvel movie going forward? Yes. Will I see a James Gunn superhero movie? Where are the movies making for? Yes, I have fun Absolutely. in the and TV show. Um, you know, it's like, will I see? Uh, you know, J- John Watt? Yes, I'll see anything that guy makes in in this genre. But it's like. Eternals 2 I'm gonna it's gonna get to the point where I won't just see it because it's Marvel yeah if I'm not already there which is that's not that's not even a a a criticism of Marvel they make so many movies that you're allowed to not see one or two a year and you've still seen three or four they're clearly they're (laughs) clearly making they're clearly making movies knowing that some people in there aren't keeping up with the lineage (laughs) you're totally right dude it really doesn't matter that much anymore and I mean, not in the funny way that we used to say. It really should just be him and this girl killing. I don't, I don't even know who's out there anymore in the universe. Who's out there to fight? But if they just gave me an hour and a half of Thor and this girl just like kicking ass somewhere, that's that's his daughter. Why not? Do like a real life. Do like a like a real time movie of Thor just being a badass for an hour and a half. Wait, is that his right. real daughter? Oh, yeah, it's exactly. his real daughter. Yeah, yeah. There was a photo. Yeah, there was a photo taken of him standing there in the Thor gear a couple of movies ago with the baby sitting in front of him, and that's her. That's cool. Definitely has children. Yeah, I was touched. All of Tiger's kids are also in the movie. Yeah, wow. Oh, like I was touched by the very the very last <laughs> moment where 
where it said love and thunder, like the, the fun spin. I think everybody thought like it was going to be Natalie Portman and him. And it was cool that it wasn't, I, yeah. that was sweet. Um, and we do know who the villains are going to be, Jeff. They told us exactly who they're going to be. It's going to be the Greek gods. Well, right? actually, we, be... we don't know. I'm still Hercules. laughing at that. So. <laughs> Hercules, <laughs> what did you say last night? Are we about to see, is it Ted Lasso season four? Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, everybody clapped. I think Ted everybody... Lasso season three is going to take a very interesting time. Yeah. Everybody we love him. So you know what? It's like, that movie might suck, but I'm not going to hold it against him. Let Brett Gold, uh, Emmy Award winner Brett, whatever his name is, let let you know what if this movie could be the worst, movie, this that, movie could be that, from Justin to Kelly in Marvel Universe, and I will still love him. That you character was so popular, he had his own series. He was a writer. For a while. He, was, he didn't even. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to act in Ted Lasso. He said, "Can I audition for this part?" Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! Well, I didn't know that. That's cool. He was a writer, and then decided last second to to audition for the role that he'd been writing. He wrote well, the, yeah, just throw like, right I think back. I yeah. uh, the uh, Nosferatu in What We Do in the Shadows was their IT guy. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. What? That's yeah. good. It's the well, whole thing. I hope like, we didn't. get someone like this guy. And it's like, why don't we just get that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I hope we didn't shit on it too much. I still think we, we always agree yeah. that I mean, it's still, if you want to go see a big giant popcorn movie, like, you know, Marvel's always going to give you something fun to watch and you're going to laugh and you're going to see some really, really incredible technology on display. Um, if you're looking for a story, I don't know if you need to watch these anymore. That's probably. <laughs> They're going for it. Again. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch this as well. It was like there's. I feel like there's at, at least two or three gags I missed. That I'm gonna find you're gonna rewatch this one. You think that? I'm gonna rewatch this. Yeah, the that's canon funny stuff. That's that's one of the things about like Taika stuff. It's it's incredibly rewatchable because there's sometimes there's stuff hidden, and that you don't get the first time through. And he he's very good at layering like that. Um. So yeah, I'll definitely give this a rewatch. Like I've watched Ragnarok so many times, yeah. and I loved it. And I will probably watch this many many times, even though I the only I think I feel like out of everything I said, the only gripe I had was I wish there was more. Mm. Bring the four-hour cut. <laughs> that would be that would be fun. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was that was a good That's talk. It. Go check it out. Give it give it more money. People have already seen it. If they listen this far, man, they're never they're either never seeing this movie or they're gonna <laughs> yeah. see it again. <laughs> give them more money. Come at us. Not? Come at us. We haven't had anybody talk shit to us while on the internet. If you fucking love this movie, oh, I want to no, hear there's why. Been one, there's been one or two. YouTube's had a couple know. of good ones. YouTube is getting some good conversations going in some of those uh, comment sections. Wow. Good. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Let's do it. Um, so we always end our episodes with a quick recommendation round of what you've been watching. We usually start with Dave, but if our guest Chris here is happy mm. to get us started, Chris, are you ready to go with some recommendations for the week and what you've been watching? I am. It's all TV. Uh, just finished yeah. season three of the boys. Um, oh yeah. I let's love the a, show. I don't know how quick, it feels about it, but I'm a all, huge, huge fan. Love it. Have we all seen it? Should we have a quick boys moment? What did everybody think? I was satisfied. I was very satisfied. Yeah, Dave. Dave? Yeah, I, I was very satisfied. I'm hanging in there for the next one. I'm also the spinoff series is coming as well. Varsity. Uh, Varsity? Is, I don't even know what that is. Varsity is uh, called the college kids. The, when they when they're college age, they send them off to a special school. Let's go. And, that and apparently, it's going to tie. It's going to tie into season four. That's so, okay. Well, yeah. well, I just the, the, everything about this season could have been terrible because it's just like this. Like, how do you keep the stakes relevant? And they just, yeah. I just thought they did a 
beautiful job of yeah. the whole season. You just got to build bigger and bigger cocks every year. It's the larger penis. Yeah. <laughs> John, yeah. John, did you see the boys? I did. I did. I liked it. I think you and I were texting about it. My brother-in-law was on this show. Um, and uh, it was cool. Was he again? He's uh, one of the T. He's the, the T and T twin. He's, he's the one of the people whose role got cut out on the cutting room floor. But yeah, yeah. Hey, I, think that, I think that episode. Spoiler. I think. I think. I, I think there were maybe. I really loved the first three or four or five episodes. I was really on board. Unfortunately, the Herogasm episode. I feel like it was. It was. I don't know what happened, but I think it. The gimmick of the the orgasm. I think everybody was ready to lean into it as an audience member, yeah. and it kind of started feeling like a side thing and again it was it was a media thing they pumped it up so much i guess so but, but i think was, storytelling what, wise even even after it was out it was like well that wasn't much like but what was going on around it was so good it was it became, it became a minor player lost, in its own episode i do think they lost steam for me and really caring too much about soldier boy just because they they stopped they didn't really give a lot of coverage to each of his teammates so i don't really care that they keep getting killed off yeah fair. which maybe you're not supposed to so maybe that's Maybe that was just me being a little confused. I thought I thought there were going to be some stakes associated with that. I know it's still always going to be about him and Homelander. And now, spoiler alert, we know something really, really juicy at the end of this. So yeah. I guess it was building to that. So it didn't really matter. But I think I enjoyed the first half a little bit more than the second half. But it's still really fun. I like that show a lot. I'm with you. It got a little too sentimental at the end. I wish it was just sentimental for Homelander, but the fact that 12 different characters got sentimental got a little much for me. It was sentimental in action in the last episode, but I like it. I can't wait for season four. Chris, what else have you been seeing this? I just finished the first half of this last season of Stranger Things, which I believe was originally released as its own little chunk, and then there was like a break before the second half, which is now out. Yeah, and the, the last I hated episodes, season yeah. three of Stranger Things. I didn't even finish it initially, but I heard enough people say that season four was good. But I decided to give it a shot. And uh, first half season four is wonderful for, for yes. me, for the aesthetic I'm wanting. Great. Mm. Oh, wait, yeah, they released the second half already? It's out. It's out and done. And oh my God, you need to watch it so you can get on the internet love that at least one character is getting. I know because exactly what you're talking a, about. And I'm excited. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just really fun. It's a fun show. It is. Isn't it fun? Duffer right, brothers have a uh, masterclass out now. It's charming. It's an endearing I'm masterclass. I'm excited Everybody that likes they just masterclasses. Like I'm, I'm excited that there's one scene in uh, one of the episodes where they're sitting there reading the talisman, Stephen King's the talisman, and that was like almost a backdoor announcement because they are making the talisman. Yeah, that's cool. Finally, Did you guys know I've those dudes are from? For, uh, I've been waiting for that fucking thing to be made into something because it's one of my favorite King stories i've never read that stephen if i'm being totally honest with you but they're perfect for the stephen world they are from durham north carolina which is not what? far from where i'm from and i was the whole time i've watched stranger things oh. i've always been like god it looks like where i grew up and I just, <laughs> durham is where half of a story in new york is moving to so yeah we durham i love it yeah all right dave you're always next what do we do uh with you here this week well, well i'm gonna be a while because i had covid this week i got i got you're the gonna be a while hey, finally. Yeah. Yeah. i had covid yeah. last week too yay covid Two buddies four <laughs> hosts so i i mean and i was like okay cool and it knocked me flat on my back so i was like i did the, the thing where i'm like oh i've got oh i tested positive okay well i can play video games i can work on my reel i can do all this stuff while i'm off work because i can't go no, to work COVID fucks with the nope. brain flat on my fucking back had no yeah. eye hand coordination whatever yeah. so fucks with you. here we go i watched rick it's and real. morty season five again 
John Carpenter's Vampires, which is an, a fucking underrated classic. I love this thing. I watched Psycho Gorman, which was recommended by the Matt and Mark show. I've heard of that. I believe, I believe it was Matt re- tried to bill this as yeah. the uh, the movie of the year. What the fuck is he on? Matt, Matt and Mark <laughs> it, were coming it, at it you guys. It also what didn't. The fuck. I did, it also like, didn't come I, out. I, I, it like came out like three years ago, and they were like, "This is the best movie of the year." Still, it's like it's. <laughs> I, 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 I demand an explanation. I demand an explanation from those motherfuckers because, like, what Corey, the hell? I think did he I was watch just fucking with us. Yeah, I, I think it. he was uh, tired of saying like answers that people had heard of. He was like, "I need to give one just that left like curveball." I uh, I watched Spiderhead, the new uh, Chris Hemsworth film on Netflix. Um, I watched the new season of Westworld. I watched Shaun of the Dead because I felt like it. Uh, I watched Krull, and I have fucking questions because I saw this thing as a kid, and I loved it. And I watched it again now, and like the whole the whole quest for the glaive is is weighing on me because they were like, all right, he's got to get this glaive. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna make the next ten minutes of the film him walking up a mountain. And up a mountain. Then he walks across a path. Then he walks up some more mountain. Ten fucking minutes of him walking up a mountain. And then he walks into a cave and picks the thing up and it's got it. It's uh, I'm like, I I didn't make it to the end. I fell asleep. It was so fucking took bad. Their time. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I also watched uh Colorado Space. What is that? Colorado it's Space or Colorado Color Space? Out of Space. It's okay. the um it's a HP Lovecraft story with Nick Cage. Mm, I remember that coming out. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, I watched, I finally caught the end of Severance. Oh my God. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. I sure. started watching Mythic Quest, which I really relate to as a gamer. That is fucking funny. I've heard that's I, such a funny yeah, show. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Hey, yeah, what the I, fuck, man? It's been a I, week. I like... rewatched Free Guy and I started watching Foundation on Apple Plus, which is the uh, Isaac Asimov story. Um, Does COVID add hours to the day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't sleep on planes and I some don't sleep unless it's crawl, apparently when I have COVID. Uh, and I was watching Titans, the season, yeah. the new season, season three of Titans on HBO Max. Dude, so I'm that, glad, that's, that's all I did. I'm glad yeah. you didn't feel, to, I couldn't watch fucking anything when I was sick. I'm glad you felt good enough to watch it. I was, I was yeah. in misery. Um, I watched um, The Offer. On Paramount Plus, Ooh. which is about the uh, the whole making of the Godfather thing from the producer Al Alan Ruddy's perspective. Okay, you, sorry, quickly, Evans, just quickly, you're throwing out Paramount Plus. Have you watched Strange New Worlds yet? Because you're going to fucking love it. Haven't watched Strange New Worlds, and I know you've said that I would like that. There's also a show on there about um, um, for all mankind about yes, you know, if the space race had gone differently, yeah. that sounds intriguing. But seriously, enough jump into Strange New Worlds. You uh, you won't. You won't be disappointed. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and on. because of because of watching uh, the offer, which was, you you should probably care about the Godfather and movie movie making. You're probably going to like it a lot more. I don't know yeah, how I would sit with somebody who doesn't better. know shit about any of that stuff. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, I did end up watching Dave's favorite favorite film of, of all time, the first Godfather. Uh, I rewatched watched one and two because uh, Elizabeth had never <laughs> seen them up. before. Um, man, those are good movies. Dave, you're insane. That is just, that is just hey, I love almost all of it. Any I crazy love almost all of the Godfather. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, Dave, uh, Jeff, how about you? Um, I did see a lot too because I'm I'm in the um, the the Tribeca. I, I was trying to crank some out. So the the festival winner is like a cool little indie film. So if you if you really love your indie films, Good Girl Jane is about a high school girl who gets addicted to drugs. She's with the wrong crowd, but it's just really well done. And that was the um, 
the, the the big winner at Tribeca. I forget if it won director's prize or if it won their like. Critics so it's like prize another round, but with teenagers. I, I, I just, yeah, she's addicted to drugs and, and she no has, Anyway, um, I watched this Brian Cranston movie with like was it her? Is it Annette Bening? Who I forget who else was in it. To be honest, yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, this is Jerry and Marge go large. We'll Go see if that comes yeah. out for award season. It's about people that rigged the lottery. There's a specific lottery that they started to win, and it's it's just like a sweet little story. Isn't it a giant fucking billboard over here on Hollywood Boulevard? So I think it is probably going to get a push. Yeah, they're. Gonna, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna start cooking for it, of course. Yeah. So Jerry I that and Marge was already on streaming. I, I don't know. It might be Tribeca ended. It's supposed to be have ended yeah. in June, and so like the the Black Phone was supposed to, it was a Tribeca film that got a release date before it was like done and stuff. Um, mm. Okay. Oh wait, it's Weird. my time. And also- so. What? Also, uh, Black Phones on uh, on demand this week on Friday. Yeah, that was quick. Um, well, again, they had saw, that deal sold before they released the film. So I saw a John McEnroe documentary that was pretty good, and I saw a lot of TV. But I'm going to punt on next till next week for some of the TV stuff. But the because I, I started we are uh, the, what we do in the shadows, the TV show, and I rewatched Thor Ragnarok. But the big thing I want to sell for you guys is, uh, be sweet, pray and obey. Oh, Keep sweet, yeah. pray, and obey. Oh, my God. It's about the FLDS, which is the Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, which is a sect of Mormonism. It's a cult. If you've seen Under the Banner of Heaven or whatever that show's called with um, Andrew Garfield, that's mm-hmm. that's sort of a that's that's a fictional thing that's set in this cult. And I watched so this is a four part documentary on Netflix about it. And if you love your cult documentaries, four episodes, one hour, it's right in the sweet spot. These motherfuckers, they're polygamists, and it's all based on this guy thinking he's a prophet. But the real, so the first episode of the fourth, fourth episode are the best. But the real kicker is that this old 85 year old man who just keeps taking on new wives and by telling them he's the prophet. And of course, they have no idea what's going on. They think they, they, they think like they're going to lose their salvation. So they just he has literally 24 wives at a time at night line up outside his bedroom door to say goodnight to him. Like, it's just, like, so fucking ridiculous that this still happens. This still happens. This is, like, a current story. And then when he dies in the first episode, which is not much of a spoiler, let's just say another one of his sons, which when you have 64 wives, you have a whole lot of sons, one of them decides that they are the new prophet. And the fact that people believe that now this motherfucker is the new prophet, it's like, (laughs) it's, it's, you keep watching and you're just like... How did they all just switch who the prophet is and they keep buying into this horse shit? And, and by the time you, you you have to see it all the way through, because by the end, it's like there's a reporter in it that's like blood is boiling the whole time. And you're like, oh, my God, I, I highly recommend it. This is keep sweet, pray and obey. It's horse shit. And it's a great cult documentary if you want to see some cult documentaries. Jesus Christ. I also have one episode left of the F1 series, and I'm kind of ah. sad it's over. Who uh, told you to start watching that? Yeah, my buddy, <laughs> the show creator, CEO of Disney Lucasfilms, Chris Burt. <laughs> Are F1 you guys on that train? F1 documentary? I, I know. Nope. I know as soon as I started, I'm not going to you, Jeff, you I are going to. Jeff, I can see you. Fast. Jeff, you will, be covered. <laughs> Jeff you will August, be covered in merch. Merch my, from head to toe, dude. You my August, will, my August is wide open, all right? We got sponsors. Okay, Jeff, I, you just, are going to memorize till... every stat about... You are going to be obsessed, dude. It I'm is for you. I'm already getting videos sent to me that are like, the G-Force is... It sends you, and I'm already like, these motherfucking F1 motherfuckers. The two races like this last weekend in Austria 
Because yeah, I'm down crazy. Right, so now oh, I saw I'm, the crash. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two races started at 6.30 a.m. on the West Coast, and I watched them both live because, you know. Yeah. Because of this documentary. Because now I'm obsessed with F1. The sprint and the right. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you're going to like it. I'm excited for you. I, I can't wait. The buttons Again, my August is wide open. I can't wait. Friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Love of Cinema. Chris, is it Hurt? Is it Hurty? Is it Hurt's Hay? I'm sorry. Hurt what was hey. it? No, it's Hurt. Hurt. Chris, Chris Hurt. What a good name. Chris thank Hurt, you. thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything you want to plug for yourself or about yourself other than The Mandalorian, which uh, all of our viewers listen to? Dude, when is Mandalorian 3 coming out? So I thought December because the first two seasons and Book of Both that all came out in December, but it's actually February, probably because Andor's coming out, which I didn't work on. Yeah. Um, So my season comes out in February um, and I'm very excited for it. I don't think I'm just saying this because I'm on it, but I actually think it's really cool. Um, Like it's been fun to like see. I think the story is really great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they literally took the whole Bubba Fett story and said, how can we make Mandalorian better? So, like, I'm really excited for this season. I think it's cool. There's some cool shit that happens, for sure. Yeah. Um, to plug. Um, no, I do nothing cool other than work. <laughs> well, come, back, come back before February. So, What is your position on that again? I'm an assistant editor um, to uh, the main editor on the show. So I'm, like, the main person on four of the eight episodes of the season jesus holy shit all right well we got to check them out check it out you've got is, Disney I mean, is, anybody, is anybody not watching that like <laughs> yeah people that don't like star wars fuck those guys all right well, we got, our show. i can't eight months i can't wait um all right well thank you so much for another episode thanks for listening film fans we will see you next time reach out to us on the socials dave set up the link tree reach out to us we can't wait to hear from you see you next time bye